Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. We're interested in what it takes to keep everything going and how to get the job done. This podcast is about working, family, research, and policy. We consider the research, talk to experts, and share our takes on what we're all learning about breadwinning. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She is an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. Well, we're talking on employee benefit today for for some people, and that is retirement. Is it still possible asking for a friend? Have <laughs> you ever had a retirement? <laughs> there is a a survey out by Nation. What is on your side? And they say that nearly three in four women that they just recently surveyed, who have at least a hundred thousand dollars to invest, now say that the pandemic has negatively impacted their ability to retire, and that they, you know, people are feeling less secure about their ability to live off their current savings. And I, the 100,000 is a huge number for sure. But, you know, I'm thinking these are people who, if hopefully you had some sort of access to a 401k or something, and you've been putting mm-hmm. a little bit of a little bit, a little bit, and then, you know, like 20 years in, you're like, oh, I, you know, six figures. Right. So I was thinking that survey question is so weird because the market has been doing well. Right. I am pure Cassandra and I market here, you know, every market goes up and down. It all, you know, like what I will say is going to be true at some point, but I do believe that we're in for some sort of, you know, with the market, but I don't get, is that, I don't know if that survey is people saying like, Ooh, I, I worry about that too or what, but separately of all that, I think it's also that, you know, women stepping out of the workplace, that's that second order concern. You know, the first order is my salary. Second order, I'm not saving for retirement. I, I think we we have a t- ticking time bomb that is, you know, going to go off when all of us try to retire and there are huge gaps in what we're putting away. I pass the mic to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know if it feels like this is a new problem to me. I feel like I have been yeah. thinking for a long time that we are in this position you know, retirement, what's retirement? You know, I think about relatives that I know that have had these pension plans or like, you know, different things that are of a different era. And it's like, oh, that sounds great. I will be working (laughs) forever. But then, you know, you see, then you hit a time like this where I don't, I don't feel like that reality for me has changed at all. I do feel that, you know, watching folks who you know, didn't expect to retire when they had to retire given yeah. given this pandemic, right? Right. You know, that's a little bit daunting, I think, to think about, well, is the work going to be there? Which is not, this is not the strategy <laughs> to saving. It's like, like I yeah. typically just said, you said, let's talk about retirement. And I'm like, well, or you work till you die. And then, yeah. But I think that I was reading our friend Amanda Clayman hosts on a series, you know, Death, Sex, and Money. Have you listened yeah. to Death, Sex, and Money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death, Sex, and Money. I'm plugging it. Yeah. They're not asking me to plug it. I'm just plugging it. But so it's she, worthwhile plug. Yes. It is a good plug. So she talked about how we think about money and talked about back in our hunter-gatherer days, there was no such thing as 
refrigeration or banks, she said in this recent article. <laughs> our hardwiring is all around think, thinking of what we need in the present. Yes. You yeah. know, it's hard to translate into the day to day. And I think that what has happened in this pandemic is we have, I think we are very much hard. We are very much thinking about what we need in the present. Yeah. Whether it means like, I got to get out of the workforce because I can't raise my kids and. Or the school keeps changing. And, and no dis- I totally get why this happened. But, oh, now we're a hybrid. No, now we're coming in. No, now we're all remote. Stability in childcare is what allowed me to work. Yeah. No, you know, absolutely. I mean, and I will be honest, the parent that I am, my kids do hybrid one week in, one week out. And there's been a thousand times this year where it's like, no, there's a professional day. No, it's snowing. Yes. So we're going to make everybody learn from home. No, it's so. But I mean, I think that the worker that I am when they're in school versus the worker that I am when they're when, not. When you're pulled in three directions because it's, you just, yeah, it's yeah. the same. It, it's, you know, it's a version of like when I used to have to bring my kids into the office because it was a professional day, because we've, we've talked about that. Isn't it something like you start the school year, like even in a normal school year where they were going to school every day, you started it something like two thirds in debt for days off, you know, not even yeah. counting summer. So add to that, all this that's going on and like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 The pressure is there. Now we've seen these truly shocking numbers of the women who feel they have no choice. They feel that they have to step out. And you tie that to the basic facts of women, like the gender gap in retirement, that women live longer than men. There's the now wage gap that is, you know, the 77 cents on the dollar that women earn less than men during their working years. I was looking at some basic facts from the Women's Institute for a Secure Retirement, and they one of their seven big stats, which are depressing, is that women are less likely to be offered retirement benefits. 27% of women indicate they are not offered any retirement benefits compared to 17% of men who say they aren't. Hmm. Now I'm extrapolating and thinking, like, because we've talked about it before, why has the pandemic, it, separate from the homeschooling question, but it we just hit women as a she session, they called it, because it hit industries where women were over-indexed, you know, that they're yeah. 80% of women, you know, or what in retail, in hospitality, in these jobs that got hit. And a lot of those jobs, I wonder, because they're, they're working part-time or hourly, and they are not offered an opportunity to do a retirement plan, which are all now 401ks. Unless you're in a union, unions represent a tiny fraction of American workers. Right. So I'm not sure who, I, and I, I'm, I fully admit to not being fully schooled on how pensions work outside of unions. I mm-hmm. barely know it for unions. I had one briefly. Yeah. Brag. Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. So I was part of a pension at Condé Nast when the first time I worked, there was a brief moment in my, well, not brief, it it extended a long time, but I worked everywhere twice. (laughs) So the first time I worked for Condé Nast, I was part of a pension plan. It was gone by the time I came around a second time to work for them. And during the Great Recession, I think maybe 
regret had lost the job. It's so hard to track because we've both been laid off so many times. Like Mm. now it's him, now it's me, now it's both of us. And we were having a discussion in our tiny apartment that we live in with our two kids and two cats and thinking, well, either the kids were sharing a small bedroom that like we either needed to create a bedroom for one of them or we needed to sell rent and move. And we decided we wanted beyond anything is to stay, but we didn't have any money. One of us was out of work. And the next day, (laughs) swear to God, this is true. I got a letter from the Condé Nast Pension Fund. I no longer worked for them, but they said, we want you to cash out. We don't want you in the pension fund anymore. If we give you 5,000 bucks, we, you know, that's what, you know, they did all this calculation, which did I know if it was true or not, whatever. And we took it and that was the cost of building the second bedroom, the walls and electrifying it. It's awesome. This is all a very long story. And I apologize for this to go back to the point of now versus later. Because that's the now we needed. And and that now was like, you know, whenever the recession was like going on like nine years ago, that was what we needed. But it also took a chunk out of my, a small chunk, but a chunk out of my retirement, compounding interest retirement. Yeah. Because we're never secure enough to put huge chunks of money away, I guess, is what I'm saying. And I just don't think I'm that different. Right. No, I mean, I think we're... Yeah, it's it's hard. I definitely was just looking at that 100,000 number and being like, that's great. Look at that what a big chunk. Ah. Uh, well, yeah, because also if you've done you've done entrepreneurial things, if you've been done the consultant route where it's really hard. I mean, I know I know every single freaking story that, of like personal finance, it's like, you should be saving, you should have an emergency fund of six months and blah, 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 and we do retirement and pay down your debt and save for college and I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or I can pay for pre-K. Right. And pre-K is right now. And that kid is getting older and I also need it for childcare, but I also want quality freaking, you know, set my kid on the right path and all like, you know, Lord, if I don't pay for pre-K, then, you know, my child will be screwed up for the rest of their life. But right. if you've had to pay for childcare and pre-K, yeah. Uh, you, God bless you if you can do that and save for retirement. That, yeah. That, that's for reals. <laughs> no, it is for reals. It is for reals. I think, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so tricky. It's so tricky. We we haven't talked about them in a while, but thinking about, you know, my brother and sister-in-law and my cutest, And the world's cutest baby. (laughs) They have, you know, they both are working. My sister-in-law actually got vaccinated. She works in medical school, which is great, exciting stuff. But the challenges that they've had with figuring out childcare during this pandemic and then putting student, looking at student loan debt, like there's, you know, it's, it's just so complicated. They've had how many nannies like three different nannies that all like one of them got covid another one of them like had to you know and that's not even the financial part of paying for it right it's you're trying to just lock it down truly that you can get your family settled so that you can stay in your career you can earn for your family you can you know and and you have to make enough that you can pay for that right? right and then 
you know, you got the gender gap. And then and then one of those facts that the Women's Institute for a Secure Retirement noted that women are out of the workforce average of nine years more than men are. And that's why right there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I don't know. Do you think. And so you hear these kind of jokes, too, that like, you know, you'll never retire or it's not, you know, somewhat my assumption. But then you cross that with, you know, let's get real here. Ageism, sexism. Right. You know, that like you say you're going to, you know, you're kind of like, I'm going to be working until the day I die. A, you don't want to. And B, I don't know if you can. Yeah, that's the that's the question for me. I mean, no, it's both. I don't know if yeah. I want to, but, but, you know, I don't know if I can. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, there's been this place in which I'll be perfectly honest. You know, you were talking about consulting before, and, yeah. you know, there's a place in which that it's very liberating to be able to do your own thing. And I think there's a way I used to talk about this with my husband, that there was, freedom in being able to do like being able to know that you didn't have to be tied to an organization that there was freedom to being able to create your own destiny in a way if a job does disappear right or yes and I don't know I mean I think that there's I think there is a freedom in that and I think that you know do I think about well if there wasn't a job for me, like how could I just pick myself up by my bootstraps and create some kind of opportunity, right? Would I keep, right. Would, would I just keep coaching? What would I do? But I think, you know, I think it's a tough call when I look back at the years focused only on consulting. It, it did make me take a financial hit retirement wise. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm very proud of what I've done in my career, but you know, it, that was a tricky move. Um, and I yep. think we're not, I think there's a lot of education about entrepreneurship for women and particularly becoming entrepreneurs, you know, when you are mothering young children and might not want to yep. be a nine to five or a nine. Or to you've five. lost a big job right. for whatever reason or decided to leave it or, you know, for whatever, it's a job transition. And because th- that's that was my situation um, that like the startup, you know, I always said, you know, there are only so many chiefs and so many subordinates, you know, that you can there are by definition fewer of those jobs. And then uh, anyway, so I will do it. I'll become your fractional content strategy person and I'll go out and do it. So you do it by necessity. Super proud of the hustle. Super proud of the clients. But yeah, I, I'm not in the position where I was or that I could put away what is it like, like the the top out was like 6% of your income and they'd contribute up to 3%, like all that stuff that happens when you work for a corporation. Like, nope, I just had a small chunk that went in and I was very proud to be able to have that small chunk go in, right? but, but it fell off from being like what, hundreds or something. I, I, it's, I'd have to look back to being, and I'll be super clear. I, we stuck it to, I think it was originally 50 and we upped it to a hundred. That's right. not enough to retire on. But I was proud that even in the worst of times, I could keep yeah. contributing to a Roth IRA also, that because that's post-tax. That's not pre-tax. Oh, we're getting into the, you know, alphabet soup of all this. But <laughs> yeah, and then my husband, uh, he worked as permalancer. I don't know if people use that word anymore. Yeah, it's not even really probably even a word. But he worked an ad agency for a very long time, but was never on staff. 
So he was never part of their retirement program, but we would do small bits. And now he has a full-time staff gig where he's back in the mix. So I think that's that's going to be an interesting thing for our moment of the career are these in and outs, either between entrepreneurship and job loss and permalancing and, and temping. I don't know, all this sort of stuff. I think our retirements are going to look way different than like my mom, who, uh, man, so savvy, you know, like she must predate like the rise of 401ks and the like. And she'll she'll tell us, we'll have her um, explain how this all worked. But in her the last chunk, when she worked for a community college system and so became part of the public employee retirement system and had those good public employee benefits, which I, I'm so happy for as her daughter, yeah. that she has that kind of support and care built into that. I will not have that unless I follow, you know, gar remit, I follow my mother in every step. I don't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I too shall be working for a large community college system soon. So just I'm, I'm just telling you that now. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very I work for a large educational institution and I feel like I'm very blessed to have the retirement arrangement that I have. Right that now. it's yeah, cuz with hers it was I know that you know you had to get to a certain number of years and then you're kind of fully vested in all those things. I am in the process of vesting um, and I will vest in a few months. Wow. Congratulations. That's like the biggest, happiest news. It's it's great. I mean, it's been really interesting to watch, you know, first of all, to, to, to be part of the system, which was totally foreign to me. Yeah. Based on all the other work that I've done in my career. So that's really exciting. And it's also, it's been interesting, you know, around the pandemic, what the schools decided to do was say, you know, we're going to give people an opportunity, folks who've been here for more than 10 years in their 60s, to retire voluntarily. And we're going to make it, we're going to make it pretty sweet for them. I mean, it's a really good deal. So there's just been a lot. It's been interesting to watch yeah. dozens and dozens and dozens. I mean, you know, there's definitely folks who are, it, it's a range, right? It's all employees at this institution. So it's not, it's not like everybody is, you know, in the C-suite, but, but it's been interesting to see a range of folks take this early retirement and, be at a very interesting point in their career. They're incredibly yeah. fortunate. They're incredibly fortunate to be at this place. But it's, yeah, it's interesting. That's interesting, yeah. To see what it does to them psychologically. I think, yeah, it's interesting. They There's a there's a saying that, you know, at this place where I work that folks, there's like a, I'm trying to think of another way to express it, but like, you know, it, it keeps people here. It keeps people right. here through the through the end of their career because because this retirement package is it's, it's so supportive, right? So supportive, exactly. And, and so, you don't think of these things like I don't think I don't know. I, you know. I've been rolling over from job to job to job. Like, did I have it at the Greenville News? I must have. I don't know. I mean, I remember the rise of the four hundred one k and my dad being very dubious about it. You know, like because like there was a, like a stock buy in program for his company or the four hundred one k, and he went with the four hundred one k, and like just this, it's you know, because this that was created 
you know, I think there's a whole history to forming the 401k, which basically took the onus off companies to offer a pension and then put it into, you know, okay, well, we'll go, you know, we'll hook you up with like an ADP and, and fidelity or whatever. And, and you'll go into the market with your retirement, which is like, you know, good luck to you. Right. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll give, just give you some funds, but we, my, our family's financial foundation was based on, if I remember this right, that Brett was like minutes from vesting his, like all the contributions to his 401k when we first got married. It, it literally was not a fan of the job. We just tick, tick, tick. And then that became the down payment for our first house, which goes back to our original conversation. Right. Is the now versus the later. I mean, we had it. We didn't have any, we don't come from money. And we, we've had, we've right. had the good fortune. Man, there have been some times like, you know, my mom helped us out at one point and, you know, awesome. His mom helped us out at one point. Awesome. You know, like it's not, yeah. you were, we're not like, you know, Charles Dickens and nothing for sure. Oh, I, right. and thank goodness for that. But both of all of our families, the various parents and like all self-made. Yeah. You know, like there's not, nobody's sitting on, you know, the, the Heinz ketchup fortune, which <laughs> my family has contributed to. I don't know who, uh, I know the Heinz foundation, they give away a lot of money. It's all from my son buying ketchup. So, <laughs> but, and that's what families do. And I hope to do that to my kids, but it won't be in big chunks. I mean, there's a, I, I'm telling you now, the journalist mom is not going to be, <laughs> okay. unless I, I, can I, invent a new hanger or something, a new shoe tree. Like I'm in a closet. I don't know. I'm getting inspired, but. You're going into Shark Week. Shark, not Shark Week. Shark, yeah. shark Week. You know, that's the almost the best thing to that, like that my mom has done for, for me is have those great benefits yeah. that she is taking care of. You know, when I, like, I don't worry. She'll tell me what's going on. And, you know, there's a lot of navigate. It's, you know, it's all the things with insurance and all that sort of stuff and doctor visits. And she, she, at this point, when this comes out, will have been vaccinated. Yay. Yay! She's making it happen all on her own, making it happen. And, but the fact that I know in my heart that she is, she can get the care she needs. She can go to the doctors that she wants. It's, that's so huge. She lives in the home that she, her beautiful home that she loves and she can invest in and she repairs because she has that retirement security. Yeah. It's awesome. Because if, if not, it's just she and me, if she'd be, you know, here sleeping in Owen's, our guest room, Owen's upper bunk bed. <laughs> and she's actually, she always gets the bottom bunk. That is a true story. Oh. My mom's, uh, when she comes to stay, she gets Owen, Owen's bunk bed. We give her the memory foam and the like. But, you know, that's vaguely okay for visiting, but I'm sure she'll be the first to tell you that's not how she wants to roll in retirement. <laughs> so, yeah. And, you know, don't we have all those stats from, like, countries that, like, you know, Denmark's the happiest country because your health care, your education, retirement are handled. You know, you don't right. have to worry about that. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, here's to us putting in for our retirement again. So, you know, and being having retirement funds. So I hope that everyone that's listening to us now is able to put a little bit away. A little, every little bit helps and put your bread away. Win it for later. There you My go. Goodness. 
Well, thank you for joining us on The Breadwinners. You will find links to what we discussed in the episode description. Email us anytime with thebreadwinnerspod at gmail.com or visit us at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. It really helps us grow. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.